So I've got a bumper. Can I call this a round table for episode 36 of today's ramble? Is it, is it a round table? A square table? Because, I mean, in Zoom, it comes up as a square. So um, I'm very lucky we've got three guests today. Where shall I start? I'm going to start with Bob first because he's interrupted his holiday. So I much appreciate you. Uh, you're in sunny Southampton, is that right? Uh, yeah, I'm down in Eastleigh territory. Oh, oh right. You're in, yeah, you're okay. Well, very near. Um, and I, I know you said you're going golfing afterwards, but is it a golfing holiday or was that, is that just a, I just thought I'd go golfing casually after? Uh, we've brought the clubs, uh, so we thought we'd have a game today and then a game on Friday. It's not a golfing holiday as such, but right. uh, try and sneak in a game when I can. I once went to, I think it was Turkey. I think it was either Turkey. I'm sure it was Turkey. I went on an all-inclusive holiday. We arrived at night. This was when, This is going back 15 years ago when I was a feverish golfer and we arrived at night and it was an all-inclusive so we, we stayed in the resort really uh, we never went out uh, i'm not even sure we did an excursion and um, on the day we left the hotel uh, it was evening time and we the bus the transfer come picked us up we, we pulled outside we did a left turn and there was this pga national course that i could have been playing on all week and i'd been sat on a sun lounger instead so i was uh, devastated as you can you can imagine so there's today's boring story right sam's doing exercises good morning sam you are you all right there you doing your morning yoga yeah just doing my morning yoga mate just lad loosen it up, it up ready <laughs> luke's in trouble yeah. here <laughs> uh, and then very kindly mr luke walsh mr national league and halifax fan has joined us this week. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, cheers for inviting me on. I say, I say you've kindly joined us. I think I've dragged you out of bed kicking and screaming, really, haven't I? Oh, no, no. It's, it's, all, it's always great to go on Opposition's um, podcast oh, uh, to build up my club, of course, in Halifax. <laughs> it's been a bit of a, a positivity uh, going around the town in the last week or so um, after a, a poor season, let's be honest. Okay, yeah, I'll give you a chance to talk about that in a second. So I think what we'll do, we'll touch on our last games. Ours might be a bit longer than yours, obviously, Luke. Um, more, a bit more, to, although there's more drama in yours. But we will give you a chance just to sort of set a, set a, set the scene ready for the for the weekend. Um, I, there's uh, I, along the way, we'll probably throw in a couple of news stories and stuff. But then we'll build up obviously to Friday, and then it'll be good to have uh, if you're able to stay on, Luke. It'll be good to have a neutrals uh, uh, sort of approach to to monday especially given your national league knowledge so um uh, if you don't if you can stay on that'd be great if you can't you've got to go or whatever then that's fine um so so let's let's give luke a chance to talk about the is halifax game and just set the scene a little bit before we talk about our game so obviously uh, your last game was actually an fa trophy semi-final wasn't it how long you got that (laughs) a lot happened in that game um I think if I was to give a summary of it, we were absolutely garbage for probably about 85 minutes. Probably the best Ultram side that I've seen, to be fair. They seem really, really good. Uh, some good individuals. And I think if we can keep that group together next season, they could be on to something. Yeah. Um, and then out of nowhere, we somehow get an equaliser. A lot of things happened off the field. Um, a pyro was thrown onto the pitch for about 10 <laughs> minutes remaining. 
which like it disrupted the game and no it was hey, an additional time we're actually. used to that mate that's that's part yeah, of the course exactly. for us uh, because the ultram keeper were time wasting can't really blame him he's going to do that but Halifax fans have this thing of getting agitated when we're losing late on and they, they end up throwing stuff on the field um, right. anyway that delayed it even further to an extra minute and a half um, and then we managed to uh, go on to obviously get an equalise out of nowhere um, and Wrexham fans will probably be used to this every single week but for us it was something a little bit different where we've got a last minute equaliser you know you can just tell by the scenes you know this this Halifax club we we don't get much of supporters at Halifax you know we're from the football league so we've been through a lot but to have like moments like that it's, it's so crucial and to get that equaliser and then for it to go to penalties especially with it being in front of our home uh, away support you knew that we were going to go on to win that game because you could just see us tugging the nets and everything. It was hilarious. I'm not gonna. I don't feel bad for Altrincham because we've been through so much like that. And yeah, it was it was a quality day to be fair. Um, but I think yeah, it showed the resilience. And with that now, there's a lot. There's a massive boost of momentum going into this Wrexham uh, game. I think the side's more connected than it ever has been, especially with the supporters this season after something like that happening. Now it's interesting. I don't know. If either of the boys made it to the Altrincham Cup game that we went out on penalties, but Altrincham fans were on the pitch afterwards, um, running around, and you know there was kids on the pitch, and there was a lot of, there was a, there was a lot said on social media about that afterwards. And I know on our, on my timeline, I saw a lot of Wrexham fans sort of s- sending messages to Altrincham saying, "Ah, you're not running on the pitch now, are you?" Um, so I'm not sure if you were aware of that, Luke, but they were. There was this. I mean, it was our reserves. It was a reserve side in reality. That they beat and they were on the, they, you know, they were, the pitch was flooded afterwards as if they'd beaten like Arsenal or something. They're very salty, I know. Um, they seem to be after after that result. Um, they've been saying that a bunch of weirdos, why are they tugging their nets? Blah blah blah. And we said, well, clearly it's worked. And yeah. you know, there's been a lot of comments, and then we just basically thrown that back at them, like, like what you, you've just mentioned on their forum. They're wanting to have complaints against the league and all, all this. <laughs> lot. It's, hilarious because we know we've been in this position loads of times it's nice to feel like we've got away with something because if Halifax don't play well we usually get beat and it's nice that we've played poor in a, in a crucial match and then we've gone through like that with with a goal the scenes you know Angelo Capello play at wing back for us he came over and I was basically giving him a, a biggest hug I've ever seen uh, just all the supporters piling on him it, it was it, it really was just amazing and I think it shows those Altrincham fans that, you know, if you've got that passion there, which Halifax fans have, uh, it'll override, you know, the quality to a certain extent, if that makes sense. What was the, going into the game, obviously you get, I guess, uh, boys, feel free to jump in. Don't just let me ramble on here, Sam and Bob. uh, Otherwise I'll run out of ideas. Before the game, our people, our, our, I mean, there's excitement about a semi-final. I get that. But, uh, and I guess you were playing a team that you thought you could probably, you could win. Yeah. So that wasn't an unrealistic expectation. But I guess perhaps in the day or two before, when you hadn't quite got the excitement, how were you feeling? Because it's been a, you know, it's been a, a, a real tough season, hasn't it? Down, uh, predominantly down the bottom half of the table. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah, it's fair. You know, we look. I don't know if it's that Halifax fans think we're better than what we are, and we should be oh, in the playoffs. Which, in my opinion, you know, I think we should be now. But I think you look at how competitive this league is. It's, it's going to always be difficult to every single season be competing at the top. You know, just look at some of the sides um, in and around that top seven now, not including yourse- yourselves and. 
Notts County. But um, I think I think the build up to that game, um, I think it was a lot of it was overshadowed. The um, you know the the extent of the game, we were one game away from Wembley because of the season. You know we were saying, oh, we're not safe when everyone else in the league was saying we were safe. It were only our supporters that had any danger of us has not been safe, and some 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 still do. Um, obviously, the manager, it's been a lot of criticism towards him. So it was a lot more negative than what you'd initially like to hear. Um, day of the game, though, it was like something had just changed. Um, I, I think a lot of fans were a lot, seemed a lot more upbeat about it. Honestly, I thought we were going to get beat. I just thought, usually when we get to this stage of competitions, as you've seen in the FA Cup last season at Kidderminster, as you saw in the playoffs, we always seem to... Um, like bottle it and not turn up. So I thought we're gonna uh, we're gonna bottle it once again. Um but the build up before the game in all the bars in Ultranum, it was all Halifax and you really got a boost for it because of that. Um and then obviously we went into the ground and you just seen all the confetti going on the pitch, the pyros, etc. And you think right we're ready for this. Um anyway game kicked off and it was it was horrid. Um, but I think the build up to the game, I think it was mixed between between the fan base. I certainly weren't confident. I was just going into that game saying, right, we've just got to enjoy today, enjoy the fact that we're we're taking over a thousand fans. I'm not being disrespectful to to Altrincham here, but you know, a thousand Halifax fans compared to theirs, we're probably gonna be a little bit more louder because you know, we've been we're a more established club in the football league, if that if that makes sense. Yeah. So then post that game. Yeah, and we will talk about the details of that after. But post that game, how are you? How do you think the fan base is feeling ahead of Friday? Is it? Is there a bit more? Do you think? Is there? Is there real? Is there a realistic expectation given the fact that what you've said is well, we didn't really play well, but we've won the game, so we're not now expecting to turn up and really sort of uh, win easy versus Wrexham as such. Um, or do you think there is a bit of uh, over over excitement and people are thinking, oh well, let's go on now and let's see what we can do. If there was any time that we're going to beat Wrexham, it'd be this Friday, if we are. This is our best opportunity. There's been a massive boost after that game. Um, you could see with the fan base, there was a massive connection between the players and um, the fans, which is something that we haven't had all season. There's been a lot of you know words being said between the fans and the players, um, saying, oh, you're not trying hard enough, etc. But after that game, there was a massive boost. Um, and going into this game now, we've got no pressure on us whatsoever. We're virtually safe. You've got to win. You've got to utilise. You're taking four thousand fans away from home here, so you know you. You know the pressure is, of course, on on you winning this game. Um, where for us, I don't like to say this, but I do think it's a bit of a free hit. You know, but in the back of my mind, I do have a bit a bit of a feeling that we could get something. And I think I said this in the reverse fixture, but with us being at home, we've having a slightly higher home crowd than what, what we'd usually have as well. Um, I honestly think that there's an opportunity for us to get something out of this game. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure whether I'm scared or not now. These are who as well, aren't they, who scored two against, uh, scored his last two games against you um, in the playoffs with Grimsby and then uh, scored from the spot against you at, at the race course. Don't ruin it yet. We'll talk about that after. I'm not. I'm not worried about him. Owen O'Connell's going to eat him for dinner. Um, all right. So let's let's talk, let's let's pick up on our last game then. So, uh, Sam Bob, did anybody go or see it via any means, legal or not? I don't care. Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw it via an illegal means, <clears throat> by via the internet. 
Yes. Clearly. <laughs> um, Bob, any uh, highlights? What did you do? I was able to. I caught a little bit on the radio. Okay. Uh, and legally. Illegally on the radio. Just Sam then that's uh, breaking the law. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I, I guess uh, let's stick with you then, Bob. What, what, were, your, what were your overriding thoughts uh, on the performance? And the and, and Bob is the biggest Andy Cannon fan ever, so it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> and I, we haven't spoken since, really spoken, we've messaged uh, since, uh, since Cannon's established himself. He just joined, mm. I think, at the time, hadn't he? So uh, I'm interested to see here what you think. Yeah, I was his uh, number one campaigner for the holding midfielder role mm. uh, once uh, Tom O'Connor was injured. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I must say, if I remember, it was a reserve side against Salt Sugar, but I think I think Andy Cannon played, so they should have won based on that alone. That was his first game, I think, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah, I think it might have been. Uh, yeah, it was just one. Wrexham seemed to be alternating. Well, not, maybe not alternating, but either at average and winning or sublime and winning easily. Yeah. Uh, and it was the latter, wasn't it? I yeah, I I, I mean, I I was nervous before the game. I thought I've got I've got an irrational dislike for Oldham for some reason, and uh, I thought oh we're gonna have another game like they did, like we did in the league game away where they they had new manager bounce and gave us a tough game, um, yeah, and we won it in injury time. I think it was a Mullin penalty. I think it was injury time. Um, so I was a bit fearful, but the, it didn't play out like that. At all, um, which is that a fair comment, Sam? We were pretty comfortable in the end. Yeah, just about to say what you said. Um, yeah, I thought it was going to be a close game before. I thought maybe two one. I thought if Fondop's playing, I could see him causing us some problems. But within the first fifteen twenty minutes, you could see we thought if we keep this up, this is going to be comfortable win. Even we had that chance cleared off the line. Mullen had a bit of a shout for a penalty, didn't he? We had a few close other ones. And even at half-time, it was only 2-1, wasn't it? But I just said, oh, if we keep playing like this, we're going to win by a few goals because we were just cutting them open every time. And they just weren't really they weren't really doing much up front, were they? You know, they had that Hogan scored, but that was about it, really. Uh, just total, total dominant game that was. I'm sure you, Luke, I'm sure you haven't sort of seen the highlights and stuff, so some of this will go over yeah, your... Yeah, uh, I was going to say some of it will go over your head, probably go over your head, so I apologise for that. Um, I, 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 I'm going to... Controversial take here. Um, Dirk in the referee, his father was erratic um, as a referee, um, and he was possibly one of the worst I've seen, and we see some rubbish ones in the National League. Um, the disallowed goal was a disgrace because the uh, Oldham player bumped into the keeper. Uh, then he dropped the ball and Mullin pokes it in. I mean, that's that's just woeful yeah. refereeing and or the linesman, whichever one of them has given it. And he was just he was te- he was some of the it, it, it was te- he was inept. Yeah, it's that the, there's a lot of them like that at this level, isn't there? You know the decisions that they give, and you're watching it. And you think, how can you give that decision? Like the keeper, look when even watching it in real time, it looked like he caught it, dropped it, and then Mullins just poked yeah, it. Yeah, poked it in. Yeah. Is he uh, is he being fast tracked because of his name? <laughs> I tell you what, it wouldn't surprise me um, because of uh, because of who his dad is. Um, so yeah, um, but what I'll say about uh, I think you touched on it, Bob, when you were talking about uh, us being sublime. I mean, we've upgraded in many positions this year. Cannon was I thought Cannon was excellent, um, but Elliot Lee. I mean, there's a big love in for Jordan Davis, isn't there, in Wrexham fans? Because he's homegrown and he he's had an exceptional season last season. Yeah. 
Um, but Elliot Lee is on another planet, uh, I'm sorry to say, which is great for Wrexham. But if you're an ardent Jordan Davis fan, or if you're um, that Twitter account one season with Wrexham AFC, which uh, I I blocked some time ago, if you've not seen them, I'm not sure if they're still going now. Um, it's a very yeah. interesting take, and they were very, despite their late attempt to uh, change their mind, they were very, very anti Elliot Lee, and he was the problem for us at the start of the season, is why we weren't blowing teams away. Um, I'm sorry, but this guy is absolutely as, as whereas Mullin is also different gravy. Elliot Lee's up there. Does anybody disagree with that? No, he was, he was outstanding on Saturday. Yeah, and he has been in multiple games, hasn't he? To be fair, I, not just Saturday. I think at the start of the season we said it, it was more a case of he just needed to add a few more goals, a few more assists to his game. That's all it was, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, but. I think, again, from last season, he was sort of not playing consistently, was he? You know, he had that low move to Charlton. And you can see now he's having a full season of playing. You're now starting to see the player that we, we knew we were going to get. Yeah. So I don't know how anyone can, you know, criticise him because, I mean, just watching players at this level is just, well, we're just really lucky to be watching players like this, aren't we? Who else stood out for you, Bob? What were the radio say? Were you listening to Mark? Uh, yeah, was it Kevin Ratcliffe was the co comment? I can't remember. Oh, that must have been Radio Wales, Wales then. Yeah, right. That must have been. Yeah. Uh, yeah, radio, I've had Radio Wales on, so yeah, that's who I was listening to. Uh, yeah, they were obviously raving about Lee, and obviously they were trying to give him mad in a match, and then Paul Mullin, obviously, late on, tried to steal it, steal that off him. Uh, yeah, it was just throughout, throughout the team, really. There was no Elliot got most of the mentions. I think yeah. I said last time I was on it. He does something every game, doesn't he? Yeah. That makes yeah. you realise, even if it's not a goal or an assist, he will do something that makes you realise he's too good. Gets you out your seat. He is, uh, you know, he is one of them, and he makes you stand up, and uh, you know, gives you a real, uh, a real lift. Um, did anybody? Uh, I mean, Foster's had another tidy game. You can't blame him for the goal. I mean, the goal should never have been a goal. It was never a free kick. Don't understand why why Durkin gave the free kick. It was a woeful decision and then he heads it top bins no blame on foster uh, we've still got the foster loving he's got his song now um you're uh, you're never beating ben foster luke i'm afraid doesn't matter who you've got up front he is he's gonna he's... get a bit of stick on saturday uh, friday sorry let, let's put it this way behind, oh really behind his, um joe pose has he behind behind uh, the, yep. well, the end has he yet um and of course i think like uh in front of the south stand with, with it being Quite packed. There'll be a section of our fan base that'll probably go in screaming at it yeah. or something. Just can they reach any, it? Warning. Pardon? Can they reach it? Is no, it they probably can't. To be honest, right. knowing the age, but um, no, there'll be a section that will be giving them a lot of stick, especially right. if they've if they've heard of him. Uh, let, let's put it this way, but I think everyone would, you know, with how he's how he's left, and we don't blame you because it's it's not just a money move because I don't think he's actually getting paid that much. It's, it's good from his perspective because obviously it grows his, his social media channels. Yeah. It's good for Wrexham as well because you've got a Premier League goalkeeper there where that's been a position for a number of seasons now where it's been a little... Um, you haven't really had a set goalkeeper because Leighton's always been injured. Yeah. Howard's got a mistake in him. Dibble, you don't really need to talk too much about him, do you? <laughs> oh, um, but I know, um, yeah, I think now having that um, set goalkeeper, I look at Wrexham's side... And usually I look and think, right, we can exploit them there, we can exploit them there. Now, literally, there's nowhere where you can exploit them. They've got hit, 
I've always thought defensively there's always something there where they can you can sort of cut them open in certain games, but now I look and I think, no, and especially with a goalkeeper like that behind you, yeah. it's going to be very, very difficult to get anything out of that game now. Um, just to stay on that game for a minute so we don't uh, I don't finish it too soon, I thought, uh, Sam, I thought uh, Barney was good again. Um, down the right, yeah. he's been. Except, I can't. I can't believe the player that we've got in that. Um, that we've got for relative peanuts. Um, he's been outstanding in that win back role. He's yeah, he's brilliant. I think he just adds some like more to the team because I think that was something that we talked about previously. With me, we said we need someone who's on the wing, quite direct, quite quick. Um, you know, we'll take a player on, and he's definitely that kind of player. I mean. I mean, I know it's the game before, but the game against York, he was just outstanding. That first half. So I think he took on, like, you know, in that chance where he had two players by the side of him, and he just went through past them, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. So that's, that is a, for the scouting team, that is a that is a great find. His, uh, his ball for Mullin for these, I think it was Mullin's second goal that he put the cross in was, yeah. Uh, yeah. it was beautiful. It was, it was everything we were told as well. You know, we were told his crossing is, is brilliant. Uh, ironically, he's not... I don't. We've, he's not connected with Palmer and Dolby really yet. Who you would think would benefit more, but that was it. Was on a plate for Mullin that second one. Yeah, I think. I think with the type of with crosses he puts in, he tends to sort of get to the byline, doesn't he? And, yeah. You know, like for Mullin's goal, he sort of tends to get to the byline, hang one up. He's not one of those type of wingers where, like a David Beckham esque, that would put it, you know, out of his foot and lace it in between the sort of six yard boxes. He's more direct get to the byline type of players so that's maybe why Palmer and Dalby haven't you know sort of got any goals off him but you know he's he's a brilliant player love watching him play was there anybody um I, I'm gonna guess Bob that the radio was just gushing and there wasn't really much um I don't want to say criticism but there was they wouldn't really have looked at the uh the, the room for improvement did they would did, did anybody see anything in that because I think there was there was just one player who I think is really off the boil at the moment um and I just wondered if if anybody had picked that up you're gonna say Mendy aren't you yeah I am yeah I'm not uh... saying he's bad or anything he's just <laughs> before his injury he was red he was like Barney was he was red hot down that left side and since his injury, look, I don't know like whether we've brought him back too soon or whether he's protecting his hamstrings, but he's not hes not the same player at the moment. Or it might just be a confidence thing. I think he's definitely yeah. confident, I think. You think he's got your confidence? Yeah, you yeah. can see even like, the game against Oldham, sorry to sort of say, but there was a chance where, you know, when he cut in, I think it was the first half, he cut in, didn't he? And rather than shoot, With his right he tried to, square, yeah. tried to square it to Mullen, even though Mullen had two, three players around him. So that, to right. me, was in, oh, I... I'm not that confident. Okay. Yeah, he got. He did get a mention uh, as being. It's when everyone else is so good. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, there's a bit of that as well. It, Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, I, I did notice uh, the non-league paper put him in team of the team week. Team of the week. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, uh, so Rex and fans. Everyone else has played at left back. <laughs> to be fair, Rex and fans are in. The, if you go in the mentions of that. They are in there going, what game were you watching? So, you know, there was a bit of realism about that, I think, uh, that he, you know, he was uh, probably, he was not, he's just not, he wasn't at the peak of his of his powers. He um, might, might just be a victim of uh, just having a slight dip at the same time Barnett takes off. And when you're going, you're just looking like for light, you're looking at him on one wing, Barnett yeah. on the other, and going, oh, actually, Mendy's not playing very well. Yeah. Actually, he's playing okay. Yeah. He's just okay. not playing as well as Barnett. 
Right, that's a, that's a, an interesting way of looking at it, yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Sam, Tom O'Connor got back on the pitch. I think everybody's everybody now seems to be pinning their hope on a Tom O'Connor, Andy Cannon pivot in midfield. Are you in that, are you in yeah. that school of thought or are you, no, we I need was, to do something different? Yeah, I was just writing like, three here, literally, Cannon, Leo O'Connor. Um, I, don't, I had this little feeling that I thought, with obviously Luke Young coming out of the team and obviously the situation with his yellow cards, a little part of me thought, is Parkinson resting him up and then against Notts County, he's going to say, right, you're going to play him and his his job is to basically just, just you know, destroy their midfield, basically just, you know, absolutely run like a headless chicken, basically, and close their midfield down. Um, but I also look at the calibre of players and you look at Cannon, Lee, O'Connor, Obviously, Parkinson, when he signed him, he must have said, look, you know, there'll be a bit of rotation, but you're going to be like my three. Because I can't imagine, can, you know, those players coming here, you know, even though obviously financially and all that kind of stuff, if Parkinson said, look, you know, you're going to be in and out. Um, so, longer term, you know, hopefully if we get promoted, it'll be a case of, I think they'll be the three that will be the midfield next year. Uh, Luke, from an outside perspective, just looking in with your, obviously, your... I mean, you've not seen perhaps a lot of Elliot Lee, for instance, but when you look, um, not necessarily ahead of Friday, but generally, you look at the, that midfield that's available and obviously you know a little bit about Luke Young, uh, James Jones, some of the other players. What's, um, what are you making of that midfield at the moment? Because I think that's going to be a real strength for us the rest of the bit. season. Um, well, well, I've always thought Wexham, and, I, and I've looked at the midfield usually, and I've always thought, so number part where they might be a, a bit weak, and I, and I say weak, I, I mean, if there is any weakness you can pick out, I've always thought maybe that midfield, and this is going back to last season, um, Luke Young, I think, has improved with this, with the Rex, with the players that are around him now, I think he's done better with the better players that are around him. Um, I like Davis, I know he's not Getting in the, t- I don't think he's really getting a run in the team, is he? Recently, um, he's, bit, but, he's only just come back from injury. To be fair, so yeah. he's a he's a good player. I, I like him uh, when when I've seen him play. Um, uh, James Jones, he, he always seems to have a good game against us. I think he, did he score uh, last time out against us, and I know he did last season. Yeah, um, yeah. There's him. Yeah, there's there's a lot to be honest. There's a lot of that midfield's quite strong, but I think that's going to be a crucial part. But I think our midfield can be a bit hit and miss on its day. Um, if our midfield's playing well um, and, and pick the right side, Millington, then I think we can give anyone a game in this division. You know, I know Wrexham uh, used to have Summerfield um, and he's a really, really good player for us, in my opinion. Um, quite old, uh, I think 36, 37 he is now, but he's still one of the key players in that team. Gilmore, uh, I've been criticising him a lot, but he seems to have improved. Um so you've got him there. Don't spoil, got... don't spoil me chat for Halifax, Luke. Yeah, yeah jumping ahead. Halifax, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. I think it depends what midfield he picks um, on the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else then about? Um, uh, bef- we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap up our Oldham chat. Anything else stand out about that game then, Sam? Anything? Uh... Good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, the atmosphere was really good. Because yeah. I think that that was built off the Oldham fans being really good to start with. You know, I think that makes yeah. uh, a difference. Yeah, if you're away fans there, create a bit of an atmosphere. Um, it always makes a, a big difference compared to like games we've had in the past where we've had like nine fans from Bournemouth 
come and turn us over, uh, which is quite depressing. But it's uh, it's a good atmosphere. Um, yeah, just totally dominant game, wasn't it? I think that was you know speaking to a few people, they've said, oh, if we play like that, we'll be fine. You know, even against Notts County, you know, I think if we play like that, we'll we'll be okay. Okay. Anything else, Bob, from you before we uh, have a have a break? Anything stood stood out for you from anything you've read or seen in that game? Uh, no, I think that pretty much covers it. To be fair. Yeah, I think it was just in the end. It was a convincing performance with some a couple of worldy goals, um, some great team goals from us. Strong at the back. O'Connell was good again. Uh, Hayden's got his work cut out to get back in there, hasn't he? Uh, he has a bit, yeah. And I could never uh, dreamt we'd I, be I, saying that, did you? No, I thought it's he, he just a matter of time. He like counting the days till he comes in. I can almost see he's going to be used at some point as ten minutes to go, go and get us a goal. Yeah, yeah. Rather than actually, that's where we, where we miss him, isn't it? On the set pieces. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that's. Uh, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, you could read that as being unfair to him as a player, but that's where he really adds extra value, doesn't he, in both boxes? Yeah, definitely. He, uh, that, that leap he gets is just, he's like unmarkable. It's, yeah, it's Ronaldo-esque. When he's coming yeah. back from injury, he's not going to go straight in, is he? So his, his way back in will be off the bench and then making an impact and from there trying to get back in. Yeah, definitely. Had the best home talent like Joey Jones. And his best Okay, so right, we're so we're back now and we've already started uh off air talking about the game. Totally ruining my running order is Luke here chatting. So um we'll 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 we will jump in then out of order to the Halifax game. Luke asked me where I was. Uh, there's my four. You can't see it because it blurs it out. There's my four tickets, Luke. Uh, four tickets for the North Stand. That's uh, the, the terrace. Then you'll yeah. be in. There's no, not, not, not. I'm none of this sitting down. Like I don't even sit down in the tech end, mate. When we're at home, so uh, there'll be none of that. Um, so we were just touching on. A, we we off off air. We were just starting to touch on attendance. Uh, I think. Did you, Sam? Did you ask? Was your question what what is the uh, the capacity? Was that your question? Yeah. Yeah, because um, not to sound thing, but I didn't realise you know the, the the actual ground held that many. Um, I thought it was around the sort of eight to nine thousand. So go on, Luke, give us your spiel on uh, what it is and perhaps what they're re- maybe restricting it to or whatever it is at the moment. I, I could give you a full story on why we've got such a big ground and everything, but we'll be here till about Christmas, to be honest. <laughs> um, but no, um, it was. I think if you go on Google, it says fourteen and a half thousand. But I think um, they, they never allow it to be that. Like the West Yorkshire Police had never. Let's say we were playing Man City at home. They never, they never allow that. Um, you know, we probably, we probably could have had a few more Wrexham fans in that North Stand. Um, but obviously, because because of um, police and etc., that they're not gonna, they're not gonna have it. And obviously, safe standing etc. You've got, you've got to think about that. But. Um, yeah, it, I think it is. It says fourteen thousand, but I don't think they'd ever allow that. And I think due to safety issues, it might be something like eleven. And what are we? I mean, obviously, Wrexham initially sold out the allocation of was it four thousand one hundred? I think we had initially. We sold that out, and then I think was it uh, Monday of this week that we had some extra. Yeah. Have I made that up? I haven't made that up, have I? <laughs> Say that again, Sam. 
Oh yeah, they released some more this week, didn't they? Because did I they think say they how many? Bought... Did, has anyone got any idea? Was it like was it hundred more, two hundred more? Do we not know? I um, um I had a feeling it might have been. You know the um you know when teams bring small followings and they get put at the end of the east stand, so we don't yeah, have to open circuit or not. Yes, that's where I, I was it, last time. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it might have been um for for. Four to five hundred there, but right. I don't think it is. Otherwise, you would have heard of it because it would say East Stand tickets. Oh, okay. So and I actually think that might stop because of the how big of it. Well, we say how big of a game is because of how many Wrexham are bringing to attract a lot more home supporters, which I'll have a go at um, in a second. But I think that whole stand's just going to be um, Halifax supporters. Um, for okay. This game. So I think it would have been an extra. I don't think it would have been many to be fair. Okay, so there's a there's a few more Wrexham fans, and I do know somebody actually this morning. I've been to work to let the electrician into uh, who's doing some work for me. And he said he was uh, he managed to get tickets on Monday because obviously when you're working and those initial allocations go on sale and they sell out relatively quickly, it's 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 as we found with the Torquay tickets, which we won't talk about. It's uh, it's really tough, isn't it? You know, um, so th- those extra tickets I know have been gratefully uh, been gratefully received and. Uh, you know, I don't know. Does it sound like we're going to have four and a half thousand people there? I, I think close to that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing obviously because we don't know exactly how many. Um, I've, I've not, I didn't read the email because I already had my ticket, so I wasn't sure. Um, what have you been uh, uh, attendance-wise, Luke? What have you been getting lately in the last? Uh, is it pretty consistent? Yeah, it's just it, with Halifax. It's the last season we're doing well. We're still yeah. getting the same crowd. We get fifteen, sixteen, between fifteen hundred and two thousand every game. And then let's say we had like Wrexham at home, or we, we it was like they put an offer on, which they did. They drop it to like fifteen pound. Which, right. to be honest, to Halifax, it's a lot. Um, and this is what we have. We have a lot of issues with the ticket pricing, the match day experience. You'll see, you'll love Halifax away, but you'll you'll think this stadium's really, really run down, which it is. Uh, when when you come to the share, um, so a lot of fans, I think, of, and I think it's the same with like what you were mentioning on Rex and when obviously prior to the ownership, a lot of the support was tired. Seems like that's what's happening with Halifax as well um, at the moment. Um, but no, we've been getting relatively quite low crowds, to be honest. Um, 16, 1700 most weeks. Yeah, it's, it's not been too great, but they haven't really been up to shout about this season from Halifax. Okay, I, I, my, my follow up question really was post the, the win last week and a bit of jubilation, and um, obviously with uh, Wrexham coming into town. Um, what do you think? You know, what do you, do you think it's going to be around four odd thousand each, or what do you think? Uh, will it not get? Will you not quite get that many? Do you think? I think um, there's a description that we call our supporters, and it's fickle um, because they'll turn up for Wembley. We once played Charlie um, in a playoff final at the Shea, and there were eight and a half thousand people there, and about a thousand from Charlie, which shows that we can get the support when you know when 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 it when it's on offer. But I know last season we played Chesterfield at home. Um, in the playoffs, um, and this gives you like sort of where you can compare the two. But they were, and I think there were three and a half thousand Halifax there, four thousand, something like that. Um, I think we, we always look at like our oh, Leeds away, Huddersfield, the Bradford away, but then again, we don't particularly get on with those clubs where we like to them, their supporters coming to the share, to be honest. Um, Leeds is a little bit of a connection, but that's, that's it. But I think, um, I'd be saying probably about four. I think there'll be four thousand there. I'd like to think there will be four thousand, four and a half thousand Halifax there. 
Um, but honestly, it's so unpredictable. Um, I know the club haven't; but they've been very quiet with the sales. Um, where like other clubs have been wanting to build on this, you know, like if you see right. like Altrincham and Aldershot when they were having ticket sales, they were constantly announcing work on the mark to get five thousand in, one the mark to get three thousand in. Uh, they haven't said anything. People have gone online. It says there's a thousand tickets left between the south stand and the east stand, um, and I think that in total it'd be about six or seven thousand. But it's hard to imagine that we'd be getting five or six thousand. Um, compared to our attendances this season, maybe if we're doing well and we're playing Wrexham at home, maybe, but it, it's really hard to imagine, especially with it still being £21 per ticket. But to be honest, who knows? And if if, if it's right, um, the computer, then clearly we have. But I, I can't really... I find it very hard to believe. I'll be going back 4000 uh, What you have to remember is um, uh, Wrexham do bump attendances a little bit because uh, everybody wants to see us get beat so uh, there'll be a, you've got an element of that I get is this fair perhaps Sam you give your opinion so we've got a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a bump because everyone wants to go and see Wrexham get beat um, and then you've got your your cup final sort of uh, rejuvenation um, so that might put yeah. some might put some attendance on is that unfair Sam or what do you reckon no no it's definitely true with um I know with Wrexham and to be fair even in the past where We've, you know, we've had like so Salford and you know other teams that have been in the league who, you know, are doing well, got a bit of money. Naturally, there was more fans from like we, like we know, Wrexham would go and watch those games because you know they're a good team and everyone wants to see them get beat. You know, particularly Salford was the last one I can think of when we beat them on Boxing, Boxing Day. Boxing Day, yeah, yeah, that's eight thousand there. Yeah, um, you know, which obviously it was Gary Neville, you know, all their team as well, yeah. so. There's definitely that. Um, and obviously, like you said, you know, IFAX has just got to the final now, so that's given them a boost. Um, but also it's on, um, East, you know, Bank Holiday Friday as well, so people are generally off work as well. So Yeah, it's a, yeah that's a, a lot, good point. A long yeah. week of like, right, what do we do? Right, well, let's go to the, go to the football. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of the, the old support seems to be coming back uh, for this game. And I think with the boost from the FA Trophy, you know, Away yeah. games, a lot of faces that I see there, but I don't see many at home games. I don't yeah. just wear a stand or anything, but I think every, I think everyone's obviously every Halifax fan. If you if you're living down south, that they'll be trying to get to this game. Uh, to be honest, yeah. um, I think I think it will I think it will be a big crowd, but I still find it very hard to believe there'll be five or six thousand there. But like yeah. I mentioned, who knows? Yeah, with oh god, with one Halifax. So it's just over Halifax. With Halifax, is there? Like, as you mentioned, a few other teams like Leeds, etc. Is it a case of Halifax, obviously, you've got your core, like, fans that you said, but is there, like, you know, obviously an element of fans that will go and support, like, Leeds or somebody else that, you know, maybe higher up the division? Is that, is that like, true to say? Uh, or? To be honest, not not really. You know, I know there's a lot of clubs in our division, like Altrincham, and a lot of their supporters, obviously, Man United as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, no. I think there's a lot of fans that um, will have, and I think this might even be the same with Wrexham to a certain extent. I don't know. You'll probably have more on that. But there's a certain amount of fans that will say, oh, my premiership side's Liverpool. Um, I, I won't go, obviously, watch them, but if I want to see a team do well, then I'd be looking at Liverpool. Uh, this isn't me, by the way. This is just some Halifax fans. Um, I'm Halifax through and through. But um, I know there's um, a few that I think have a... Leeds United a bit, it seems there's a bit of a connection there. But like Huddersfield, Bradford, you know, that we see them as rivals. So um yeah. we 
we wouldn't say them. Burnley, Rochdale, we see them as rivals as well. So yeah. I, I think it's now. Nah, I, I don't think they really. I think most Halifax fans are, are just Halifax fans. Um, there's a bit where Leeds United, but I, I, no, I'd say mostly just Halifax fans. Do you think if you had a similar situation to us and you know somebody come and bought Halifax and you know started putting money into it, do you think you? Obviously, the attendances then would sort of go up because of the investment. Do you think it's kind of the fans are there, but it's just seeing the team well? And... Yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't get the same attendances as you guys. Let, let's put it this way: I, I, we'd be probably getting three and a half thousand pop. We're probably getting a crowd like we're going to see on um, Friday if, if we had that investment. Um, yeah. And it's something you know I'm I'm pleading out for that hopefully one day something like that happens to Halifax. And I don't mean someone to the same extent, but just someone who's got a bit more money behind him. Yeah, because like I mentioned, it feels very tired um, at the moment. Halifax, it's there's nothing really too much to shout about. We've got rid of the club shop. We don't even have a club shop anymore on match days, and oh, you know really? stuff like that. Yeah, and it's really poor. Um, and if you don't have a you don't have a club shop on match days, it loses the match day experience. Um, there's Extra nothing to do around the ground at all before the game. There's yeah. there's nothing that attracts like your your fans who are. Who were thinking, oh, I want to find a football club. You know, not your diehards. You know, if, if there's a Halifax fan again, they're all going to be diehards because there's any if there's anyone else that tags along, they won't be staying very long because they won't like the facilities, they won't like the stadium, um, and there's nothing to do apart from watching a, a poor quality football match, which it which it has been at the moment. Is this having for your mat or not? You okay? <laughs> you still going? <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I mean, and we're going early as well because the buses are going even earlier. So this is great. I'm going to be stuck outside the ground with nothing to do. <laughs> no, there's loads of let's, let's put it this way: there's lots to do in Halifax. It's just around the stadium, these, and but yeah, there's loads of pubs. You'll love Halifax, away. Uh, we'll go. We'll get into the game now, but um, and I'll come to you, Bob. But I will say, Sam, this is exactly why you're uh, that I've got you on here because you're asking questions that I didn't even think of. So uh, I appreciate that, mate. You're the brains of this operation, clearly. Um, so, um, Halifax away, uh, is the pitch still a rugby pitch, Luke, or is it better now? Yeah, definitely a rugby pitch still. It's a it's... sand pit. We call it the shit. Uh, we call it, I can't remember the name, but we, we had a funny Don't name. Swear. But yeah, we, we call it, we, there's, some people call it the, the sand pit. Uh, some say the, the chase, um, Sando, or something like that. I don't even know oh, okay. it myself. But uh, yeah, we're not very really happy with it. Um, that's that's nothing to do with the club. That's to do with the, the council who on the ground and that's another reason we can't really do anything with it on a match day okay so what i was going to say bob is that um if you were to think about the top two going to that environment and potentially that pitch at the moment if anybody's going to get points you'd say it was wrexham because we are built for that direct i don't want to say long ball but the directness and a bit of variety that would get you a result on a pitch like that as opposed to Notts county playing their uh I wouldn't want to describe it as ticky-tacker, but trying to play a bit of proper football, and that's their almost their only way. Yeah, you've got to have gears to win, haven't you? Uh, and if it needs to go along, Palmer's there, you can bring it down. You can. You don't want to be making a mistake in your own half. You can make it in theirs, can't you? Yeah. Palmer it down the wing, into somebody's shins, long throw. There's, there's ways of scoring on football pitches you can't play football on. And the flip side to that is... Um... I, I, I guess you can tell us in a second, Luke. Um, but if you've got a crap pitch, generally you'll try and go a bit longer. 
Well, then we've got the back three to um, maybe say four now, but three to deal with that in Toza O'Connell, who's been outstanding, and then Tony Cliff, who is just like granite. Yeah, it's, we, we wouldn't worry about a long ball anymore. You did used to worry, didn't you? Uh, not that many years ago, but now you'd be somebody turning you with pace had been a main worry. What? Um... What, how would you describe the, the the style of football, Luke, then at the moment? Given the pitch, have you had to change it or are you trying to play football or what What would you say? You can, you can play football on that pitch. Um, I just think it's very frustrating. It, I, no, I will say it's in, in better condition than what I have seen it. And I'd like to think, um, I know the groundsman does a great job at Halifax and we haven't obviously played, it feels like ages, well, it was last Tuesday, we last played on uh, the pitch at the Shea. Um, so I think it'll be in fairly, fairly, and I say fairly decent condition. I say fairly decent condition, but for our sort of pitch. Um, but no, um, it, it, it'll be okay. I think um, on that on that game. I think um, we like to play. I think this nice football. It's something that we've the players have had drilled into them ever since Pete Wilde came. Uh, we don't always play that. We often defend really deep against the better teams, which is frustrating. Um, I went on the train with my mates to Chesterfield, who are actually Halifax fans, dragged them along there. Um, first 20 minutes were brilliant. We were, we were basically matching them. Um, and then we suddenly sat back for the rest of the, the whole 70 minutes or so. And then we got beat. You know, if we sit back against Wrexham, we're going to get beat because, you know, you've got the likes of Palm and Mullin, a lot of aerial threat where, you know, we're quite vulnerable from that. Um, against Knox County, it might work because they like to play, like you've mentioned, nice football. But... And I'm not saying Wrexham don't, but they've also got that style of that nasty style of play that they've got where they can just be really dangerous in the air. Well, that's yeah. what happened in the game, wasn't it, at home? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I'll come to you now, Sam. With the, I, I don't know if you saw uh, Ben Foster's... Um, I think it was the podcast that he did with Mark Howard um, on Mark Howard's podcast. And he said that when he, when he was talking to Phil Parkinson about coming... It might have been just after he joined. I think he asked the question, well, how do we play football? What, you know, what do you want me to do, uh, basically? And Phil Parkinson uh, basically said to him, listen, we'll play any way we have to, play what you see. So if we need to go long, we'll go long. If there's times where we need to keep the ball, then we'll knock it about. But there is no set style of play. I'm not, gonna, you know, I'm not dictating that. Just use your experience and play what you see, um, and I guess that's you know that's 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 potentially now going to be our strength going into the uh, into these last games. Yeah, definitely. Because um, you see it sometimes in the Premier League, don't you? You know, it's you know Pep Guardiola, and you know they're passing it around at the back, which it looks great if it comes off, but if you make a mistake and you know somebody scores a goal, then there's going to be a lot of questions asked, isn't there? You know, why are you playing out from the back when you just need to hoof it? Um, but just going back to Luke's point then, he said about Halifax sitting back, that was like, I can't remember if you remember, Matt and Bob, but the game at home, Halifax scored the first goal, didn't they? Yeah, oh, yeah that's it. Don't remind me. Oh, you're about earlier this season, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was Disarou, yeah. eh, wasn't it? That was, yeah. So they scored a penalty, didn't they? So I think you guys went 1-0 in front. Yeah. First half. And then exactly what you said, Luke. He sat back and we just I just thought if we get one goal, we'll be yeah, all right yeah. here. Yeah. And we did. Yeah. And it was just 
Wait they were for like, us. yeah, it's frustrating. I know um, Notts County away, we just lost at home to Scunthorpe, and it, we gave Scunthorpe the first win away from home in like 13 months, something stupid. And then we just sat back, put 11 men behind the ball at Notts County, um, and it were working for a long period of time, but then we made a mistake. Um, I just yeah. hope, because I honestly do think if we try to take the game to you and we do try and match you, I think we these these are chance that we could get something out of this game. Um, and I know you'll you'll probably disagree with that, but we've got a massive boost. Although I know Wexham are bringing a large following, I can tell you this now: our supporters will be trying to get behind the team because of the, the you know how significant the match is because there's a bit of a boost with us getting to the final of the FA Trophy. Um, I just yeah. hope that we try to take the game to them, which I think we will at home, to be honest. But you know, like I mentioned, if we sit back against you, we'll learn. We'll uh, we'll lose, and we need some revenge for what happened there at our place last season. I don't know if any of you were there, but that last minute goal was horrid. Um, I, yeah. I was there, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't, unfortunately. There was bodies going over my head. That's uh, when uh, Mullins scored that. It was bedlam. It was horrid. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's a, like Halifax now as well. Like all the games they've got. Because when's when is the final? Is it it's in May? Is it twenty first of May? I think last game yeah. of the season yeah. in it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the lads who are playing for you are not they're not gonna to want to get injured, are they? That is yeah. something that they're gonna be conscious of when they're playing these games. If there's a ball that's a bit further down the line or a tackle, they're gonna be thinking, mm, I don't want to be injured for that one. I know what you're saying. I I just wonder whether we're a bit too far away for that yet, but I understand the theory. Um and I think definitely if it was a big fifty fifty, I think you would be uh, I'll jump over that one this time. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah. Seven, seven games they've got before then. Yeah, I just, the, the, but I, I think if it was two, th- basically. So I think once we've got that, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. You see, they just need to stay. Don't get dragged in. Um, well, you're how in, many but, wins do you think, Luke? Okay. How many wins do you think you need? Uh, we'll need, I think, one more win, and we'll be. I think it, if we could then lose every game, we'd be safe. I worked it out, and it was Yeovil. I think are projected to get forty-seven point five points, which is forty-eight. Um, if you round that up, um, so I think yeah, we're on forty six at the moment. One win will be fine. We've got yeah, I, I, I'm looking got at the table. I thought one. Yeah, you'll, I, I mean you'll get more than that anyway. You'll get more points than three. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but uh, can I just quickly ask? I just want to ask you guys. Um, don't know if you saw that um, video that Halifax put out, that promo video um, yeah. of that Netflix. What were your opinions on that? I quite, I quite liked it. I thought. You know, it's it's trying to again. I think that's trying to promote, um, you know, Halifax as well to get, like you said, get more fans down. Um, but no, I thought it was, I thought it was quite good. I quite enjoyed it. Fair I haven't enough. seen, I haven't seen it, so I'll have to, I'll have to go hunting on the timeline. Two different yeah, contrasts of it. One set, one set of our fan base are saying we're just pandering to Wrexham. Um, we never used to do this. If we do this every week, then it's fine. Um, the other side of our fan base are saying. You know, brilliant, we've got behind you. I'm a bit in the mix, to be honest, um, with it, because I think there's other things they could be doing to attract crowds. Um, but and I might just be being a bit boring, to be honest, there. Okay, so what? Uh, let's come to you, Bob. What, uh, what are you thinking line-up-wise for this game against Halifax? Any changes, do you think, given the fact that we've got two games so close together and given the... How it, the importance, I guess, of Monday. Is there a chance, do we just go full tilt or do you think Phil Parkinson might just rest one or two to 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 keep them fresh? I do think we've been, we have become quite 
almost predictable what the eleven is. You can, a lot of weeks when you try and predict your eleven, you can you normally get at least nine or ten, maybe even all eleven. But this week, because of the two games, it becomes slightly trickier. I, I think he might go. I don't. You see, cause it depends what the training schedule is in between. I think he might go full strength, a couple of days rest, and then they go again. Right. So I think we'll see Tom O'Connor back. Uh, we might well see uh, Tom O'Connor, Cannon, Lee. Okay. And if we do, I think we'll see it again both days. So my hunch would be those three. I think Palmer will come back up front. Okay. Uh, adult, it's a shame for him, but I think the best 11 or the best way to maximise your 90 minutes is Palmer starting and Dolby for 20 minutes at the end. Now, he doesn't want to be the man that plays 20 minutes at the end and gets all these goals. But I think at the moment, the the, the best way to maximise those 90 minutes is Palmer and Mullin, the three that I've mentioned, and the same, full, the same wing backs and back three, and then he just leaves it if nothing happens. Assuming you win the game, of course. He plays that 11, win the game, a couple of days, really likes like a couple of days and then go back again Monday. Uh, it's, it's, I'll come to you in a second, Luke. Uh, Sam, what were your uh, what's your gut feeling? Any other? Uh... Well, I just had a I just had a change of heart. Actually, I think he might go for Dalby against Halifax, yeah. and I think he'll go for the experience of Palmer against Notts. I think. Yeah, I agree. I, I just agree. yeah. Originally, I thought with what Luke said about the pitch and everything like that, I thought maybe Palmer. They've got couple of big centre-backs, but I think he might go for Dalby against Halifax and then use that experience uh, against Notts County, potentially. Any other changes that you'd make in this game? Um, does O'Connor come in for you, or does do you stick with what you've got in midfield, and what do you do? Um, I No, I don't think, I, I don't think O'Connor will come straight in. I think he'll again like Oldham. He'll come on for so many minutes. I think. Um, I think he's going to stay with the. I think he'll stay with the same team. I think against. Okay. I think. So Luke, I'll ask you about Halifax, but first, um, there is a. I guess there is a chance, given the fact he scored once and assisted twice in the reserves, that Waters might uh, get on the bench. Probably won't start unless Mullins got an injury. And I know Luke, you have. Did uh, did a quick bit for fearless, I think, about him. But just give us uh, just give us a, a, a few words because uh, I, I think we've we've signed a really good fourth choice striker here. Um, he's probably a little bit better than this is, that. This is hard to listen to fourth I've choice. Said, but that's the, like, all right. So he's third or fourth <laughs> choice. That's the reality. That's the reality for us. He's not. Um, not to say on form he wouldn't start again, but that's that's what we've kind of bought in it, um, which is bonkers. Yeah, he's, he's you know you've got somebody now that we can interchange with with Mullin or whatever. Uh, but so he's had a really good day. Yes, I think it was yesterday. I've lost track of my days. I think it was yesterday. He's had a really good day. Scored one, assisted twice in this reserves win. So just give us a few words because you've actually seen him in in real life, um, Luke. So just give, say you know it doesn't have to be a long one. Just give us some thoughts. And I, I say I know you've done it before, but. Yeah, is it well? He's a he's a real nice guy for one. Um, I can say that from when when I've spoken to him. Also on on the field, this is he will put a hundred and ten percent into every single game. You can't fault his effort. Um, very small, very nippy with how he plays. You know, 
he's he's actually a bit of a fox in the box of the scribe. Imagine it, he'll find areas in the box. Um, very very intelligent, I think. Um, good on the ball as well. I think his link up play is also very good as well. Uh, that's something that I think was a bit hidden last season um, when he was with us, which because of the amount of goals that he scored, but. He will get into good areas, but something that I will say on him, um, he needs game time. If you don't get game time, you're not going to get the best out of him. I don't honestly think he's the sort of player you bring on for the last 10 minutes and he's going to make an impact. He needs to have a long period of time um, in that team. Um, we saw at Torquay when he were there, he wasn't really prolific, I don't think, for them. But then when he came to Halifax, he's got a bit more game time, a bit more trust in him. He, he seemed to score a lot more goals last season for us. That's interesting because that's exactly what's happened with Dolby, really. As Dolby started to get more game time, he's just he's transformed as a player. Uh, whereas earlier in the season, when he was getting five minutes here and there, he looked sort of out of sorts, didn't he, Sam? Yeah, he, he wasn't. I know he wasn't getting much game time, but he just wasn't really having much of an impact, was he? You know, he sort of, yeah. fans were thinking, can we rely on him? And then yeah. I think it was the commentary game sort of turned it's it around. Changed his season. It? Yeah, that changed yeah. his season. So. I, <laughs> Sorry, Billy Waters. I think they've brought him in as well. I think he's going to start um, start next season because I think Mullins got to have an operation, isn't he? Yeah, um, but I mean, you would that you would you would think he would be back from from, from that, given the length of the time off season. Yeah, you think so, but maybe I'm just thinking maybe as he brought him in, you know, just in case as well. If if Mullins not completely fit for the start of the season, he's got somebody there who he knows he could play. Yeah, I think the priority would have been this season. They'd be worried if that knee injury was a problem. Yeah. At least you have got a similar style of player that can uh, that can come in. Because um, be, like when you're trying to buy somebody for, dare I say it, for a bench, um, you know it's uh, you know it's hard, isn't it? You know, play, players don't want to do that generally. So, Luke, tell us about Halifax. Then Summerfield's going to play. Is he ex red? Lovely footballer, like you say, getting on a bit, but um, he'll be the brains of the operation. Will he in the middle of the park? I'd like to think so. Yeah, um, I think Manny Dieselu will play. He's good at holding the ball up. I think he will give your defence a bit of a, a difficult time just because of how big he is, how strong he is. I think he's probably, in my opinion, the best player in this league alongside someone like Palmer for holding up the ball. Uh, you know, you, you just see what he does. He probably should be a little bit more prolific than what he is, but seems to turn up it in, in these big moments against sides like Urexham's and Chesterfields, etc. Um, we've got a bit more of a settled back four, I think, now. It feels a lot more settled. Um, and it's funny, it's just quickly changed now that we're, we're back um, where we're a little bit more confident. Jack Senior down the wings, very, very good, in my opinion. Um He's been with us for a number of seasons now. Um, Deborah, you might be well aware of him. He's probably one of the best centre-halves in this division. Um, there's no way we'll be keeping hold of him next season. Him and Stott, who was at Stockport, um, will probably start. And then the right-hand side, it'll probably be um, it'll be Tyler Golden. And then we'll probably play... Yeah, it'll probably some, I'd like... It'll probably be... Um, I don't want us to play five at the back, but I, I have a feeling we will. Um, and that's with like the wing backs pushing up. Um, yeah. Got a player called Angelo Capella. In my personal opinion, I won't start him. He's a really good player, very young, um, but quite small as well. Offers you something different. But him up against um, him up against Wrexham, I don't think it's a bit of a mix, uh, mixed match in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I think the usual suspects will be playing. Um, I forgot to mention Millie Alley. Um, 
he scored the equaliser against Altrincham and he, he's been on fire uh, this second half of the season. I, I'd, be, I'd love for us to keep hold of him next season. Um, he might offer a bit of danger to him, but he can be a little bit inconsistent on his day. You know, he can run the show over days. He can do nothing. But then I say that he can just turn up in one moment and just do something when you didn't expect him to, which I'm hoping is what he's going to do against Wrexham. Um, Jamie Cook, another player on the other side, has done well. Warburton, you'll be well aware of. He's been a bit hit and miss, to be honest, this season. Um, and obviously, Keane Spence, who was probably our star player at the start of the season, is now injured and I don't think he's going to play. Okay. Who are the threats then? Who's going to cause us real problems? Uh, Disaruve? I think Disaruve because of his height and just because yeah. of the type of player that he is. Uh, Millie Alley, uh, like I've mentioned, on that side can be very dangerous. Uh, he offers something unique and different um, and he's, he's scoring a lot recently as well, adding goals to his game. Very fast. I think it'll just depend how your wing-backs cope with him if, if Mendy are... Uh, Barnett have it have it on him then uh, we'll have a, well defend well against him then um, I think it'll it'll you know it'll be a tough afternoon for him but if if you can get the beating of him then um, we might have a chance but he's a danger man and then I, I don't think class Smithfield as a danger man but he starts all the attacks um, okay. you know with his football so composed on the ball he has that um, Hollywood ball I'd say in him as well. Um, so they'd be the three going forward that I'd say would be the, the danger man, in my opinion. All right. Well, let's get some score predictions. Uh, Sam, what's your uh, what's your what's the supercomputer saying? Um, let's just type it in. It's saying three one Wrexham. Luke, can't, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> he wants to say Wrexham are going to win. <laughs> I actually think um, I've got. I've got a bit of a feeling in my mind. I might get some. Um, I say one arm, but okay. Yeah, I okay. might be wrong. Go on, Bob. I'm normally really confident. <laughs> oh, he's not. No, don't go. He's not confident, but, is he? Uh, oh no. I, I don't know why I have a bad feeling. Oh no. <laughs> and so, <laughs> on the back of that, I'm going to go two on Wrexham. Oh, 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 God! Right, I'm going to go. I, 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 it's just going to be. I don't know why. It, and you know, the other thing I was thinking the other day that we seem to be avoiding any ex Wrexham players doing any damage. There used to oh. be a time where it felt as soon as you came up against anybody, they would do something. And we seem to be avoiding that this year. You haven't just. So I don't like to hear ex Wrexham players. You haven't just, just said that, have you? I know. Oh. I just have a feeling. A it, Luke Summerfield free kick. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe that's for, maybe that's for one in the two one Wrexham. Okay, right, that's not as bad as I thought. As long as it's not a last minute winner, I'm not. I'll be, I'll be <laughs> a fight with that like last season because that was horrid, and I can't that... go through that again because we deserve to win that game. I was gonna say we're gonna win three one like Sam, but now Bob, you've changed it all. Now it's it's oh no, it's two one two one Wrexham. I'll take two one Wrexham and we'll move on. Um, yeah, so as I say, I'm gonna be super confident. I had. Uh, <laughs> I had a couple of quid on the Oldham game and I, I had Wrexham to win 6-0. So I wasn't... Oh, uh, not far off. I wasn't even that far off of it, was I? No, that was a good effort. I said 2-1, <laughs> you see, I was nervous and I was like, oh, no, so... Um... So... Uh, it's, these ones, obviously, we, we, we're going to look ahead to Monday in the Notts County game. They're always awkward because... 
you're trying to sort of look ahead to a game and there's a game in between. So anything that you think might happen and a player that might play or might, it, it can all change because obviously somebody could get sent off, injured, anything could happen against Halifax. Billy Waters could come on and score a hat-trick and then all of a sudden Mullins dropped on Monday. So anything could happen in football. <laughs> but we'll do our best um, and endeavour. So, I mean, obviously, from a Wrexham and I guess a Notts County perspective, there is tremendous fervour ahead of this game. Are you BT are billing, billing it to be the biggest game of the season, which clearly it is. But just from an outside perspective, Luke, but being Mr. National League, give us uh, just don't go into the detail, but give us your give us your thoughts about uh, about the game. Just, you know, how are you feeling? Is it the biggest game? Uh, don't tell me what's going to happen or anything like that. Just yeah. are you excited? What, how are you feeling? Um, as a neutral, yeah, I'm excited. It's one that, you know, you have to watch as a neutral because, you know, I think whoever wins this, if Wrexham win, I think they've won the title, in my opinion. Notts County win, I think it's on. Um, and, of course, this this depends as well. If, say, Wrexham drop points on Friday, which I know I'm building up to sound like we are, we're, we're <laughs> likely to and we're, you know, 90% chance of probably not doing. Um, you know, if you drop points there and then, obviously, Notts County, that game's even more, I think, significant that you win that game. Um, but, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a brilliant game to watch as a neutral Um Honestly, I think if Wrexham do win, then that is the title wrapped up, in my opinion. So, Sam, we'll go on to details in terms of players and uh, predictions and stuff in a minute. But um, will you make it? Will you be watching? What's the what's the score? Yeah, um, definitely making sure he's uh, free for that one. Um, yeah, just really excited for that one. Um, Going to be obviously nerves as well, um, being such a big game. But yeah, just excitement. Um, just hoping that you know that's the game that, like Luke said, if we win, I think that'll be it. I think we'll be on course. Bob, what's the situation? Will you be able to see it? I mean, obviously, everybody would, in theory, be able to watch it via some medium. But what's your score? All right, I will be sat behind Ben Foster's GoPro. Oh, so you'll be below me then? Are you in the lower? Yeah, I'm in the lower, just uh, next to the his right hand post. Oh, that is. I'm, I'll, 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 I'll be able to wave at you and see you because you will literally be below me. Um, so, so we'll all, so we'll all be there. Um, I mean, it's going to be Stockport esque, I, I guess. If you think to last season, those games against them um, yeah. were electric, weren't they? And you know, they'll bring. I'm not sure how many tickets we've given them. Was it about 1,100 or something? Uh, if memory serves. Yeah, about 1,100. I think max, wasn't it? So they'll. It is like um, that stop pot. It's like the the worlds of reverse, where like you're the stop pot yeah. last season, and Notts count and Notts County of the Rex last season in that situation, and of course we know what happened in that game. Yeah, we do, and it still didn't help us. But um, <laughs> those, um, those two games were, um, it was different because that Dover game is probably the best game. I would say I've ever been to. I mean, I went through everything that day. I, I came out of the ground and I was, you know, I was exhausted. But that's uh, those Stockport games, especially the cup one, I guess, um, were they were tense, um, and we we found a way. And I guess I think that's that's what's going to stand this team in good stead now is that they can find a way, they can play any style, and I think they've got the experience of being through it last season. 
which is uh, which is I, I believe is what will see us over the line. Um, but uh, so come on, Sam. Let's 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 think about team then. Ian. What uh, any? I mean, as I say, it's difficult. We're guessing ahead. But if they, if everybody's fit, um, would, you, would, would you would you do anything from a tactical perspective? Because uh, there is one move that I would potentially make from a tactical perspective. But I'd be interested yeah. to see if uh, what everybody else's thoughts are. Yeah, I've got so I've only I've run the team before. So if everybody's fit, uh, no injuries. So I'd have obviously had Foster and goal. Back three of O'Connell, Tunnicliffe, Toza, Barnett on the right, Mendy, midfield three of O'Connor, Cannon and Lee, and Mullen and Palmer up front. That would be my my team if everybody's fit. Okay, Bob. Um, anything in theory? I'm I'm the same eleven, uh, and the reason I was the same eleven Friday Monday because I'm the, I'm with Sam that that'll be the midfield three. And I don't think the first time he'll he want to see it is at not against Notts County. So yeah. I think he'll want to have a run out them three together yeah. on the Friday with the view that that's the three we're having for Monday as well. Okay. Are you ready for my controversial take? Yeah, um, go for it. I'm not sure you're yeah. ready. I'm not sure you are ready for this. Okay, so um Luke, just back me up here regardless, please. Uh so when I watch <laughs> uh when I watch Notts County I see their greatest threat comes down the right-hand side through Naman, the uh, right yeah, wing, right wing back. Yeah, definitely. thank you, Luke. So, uh, so don't jump on me. Yet. I believe that McFadzine is the better defender uh, out of him and Mendy, mm. and I, therefore that would be that's my controversial take. I would start McFadzine to nullify that threat with the option of having Mendy to come on with his pace late on down that flank, just try and, you know, just try and win the game, nullifying the man, and then uh, obviously let everything else, let our other class in other places play out and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully get us into the lead. So go on, Luke, yeah. tell me how mad and stupid that was. No, I, I, honestly, I think I'd agree with that. That Naman, when, I, when I've seen him play, and I think he is a bit run some here at Knox County, definitely underrated in my opinion. When, when I see him, um, I know against Halifax in both games that he looked very dangerous. Uh, I know I'm going back to this Halifax game now, but Millie Alley is that sort of player but plays a bit further forward. That's what you, you are to expect from him. Um, but yeah, um, Nemain, I think, um, yeah, he's definitely a danger man in my opinion. Um, I'd, I'd probably say it's harder to sort of mark him than it is someone like Langstaff or someone like Ruben Rodriguez because you already know about those threats. You already know that they're the two standout players on paper. But I think the man down that wing, um, you know, he offers something different uh, and it does feel like a lot of their attacks come from that side. Chickson gets all the headlines from a full-back point of view because he scores more. Has he got double figures this year? Uh, no, I don't think he's got oh, into double oh, figures. All right, so my I mistake. Might, I might be he's, wrong, though. I can have a look, but he's, I don't he's, think he has. No. I think he's... Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, clearly, I'm wrong. He's close if he's uh, if he's not got double figures. So he gets more of the headlines because he's obviously scoring more. But I think they build up a lot through that right side. So that... Uh, you know, and I, I, I guess there's a school of thought, Bob, where you say, "Well, don't worry about them. Just go and play your own game." Um, but I, I'm a bit more cautious, I guess, than that. You know, than that. Just let's just go out and win. I think I'd rather be a bit more. You know, it's, it's respectful. It's, it's, the word. It's not a terrible shout. By any stretch of imagination, of course, it's not. It's whether 
is part of that, are you playing the situation in the league table, though? Are you yeah. playing... I'm not going to the... lose this game. There's no way I'm yeah. losing this game at all. Because I think as long as Wrexham... I agree with what Luke says. If Wrexham win it, it's over. But I think if we if we draw it, it's is there is it's the one down from that. It's virtually over. Yeah, Yeovil's the game after, I think, isn't it? Or is it Barnet? Barnet, Barnet next. Barnet. Yeah. yeah. So so that's why. So yeah, you might be maybe you're right uh, in that the fact is that I just think I watched a documentary on Mourinho and Inter Milan once, and he was doing a team talk ahead of a Champions League game. And he, he basically said to his players, I'm not going to impersonate him, but he basically says, listen, I'm not going to tell you you must win this game, but you mustn't lose it. Um, and I think there's a there's an element of that to me. I think it w- I will be quite happy if we come out of this game with a draw. I'll be ecstatic if we win, but if we come out with a draw, it's a game off. You know, you've ticked a game off and it's it's a six point. It's a tr- You know, you can get a big swing here, can't you? So yeah. uh, so that's why I say that. So go on, Sam. You're about to tear me a new well, one because that's a stupid idea. But go on. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can see where you're coming from um, with that because I you know watching the highlights and watching Notts County, he's he's a very dangerous player. For- <laughs> They've got Rodriguez on the right. I think they'll go with Mendy, but then the pressure, what Parkinson might do is say to Mendy, look, don't worry so much about getting forward. Stay up there, yeah. Make sure that if he's going forward, you're there. Yeah. That's what I'm going to I'm gonna take to that. I think with Fadjan as well, he is a better defender. The only thing I worry about with him is he does get caught out with pace yeah. um, in previous games before. So And he hasn't played much recently. So my yeah, thing no, I get be- that. Yeah, I think I think the pressure will be off Mendy. I think Parkinson, you know, Parkin will say to him, "Look, you know, don't worry so much about getting forward, but don't leave um, Tony Cliff two on one um, and you know Naomi on his own." Basically, I think they'll all have their individual um, you know plans of what they're going to do when we don't have the ball. So I think, um, yeah, I think they'll just the pressure will be off Mendy to say, "Right, you just sit in." You know, when they've got the ball, just sit in. Now, to be fair, we haven't seen this uh, midfield, and it will be interesting on Friday. Um, and as we've, I think everybody's starting to, everyone's starting to think that this O'Connor Cannon Lee midfield might be the thing. I'd love to see it. Uh, I'd, I, I agree. I'd love to see it on Friday, and let's, uh, you know, let's see how it plays. Um, but that not County midfield, Luke. I'm not expecting you to be an expert, but um, but being Mister National League, you, are, you know, that is. Uh, Give us anything that you can about that North County midfield, just to uh, you know, just to set the scene a little bit for us. Well, firstly, I must apologise because uh, Chickson has got double digits. I've just checked; he's got ten goals this season, so you were correct on that one. Sorry, um, but obviously, it's Matty Palmer. Now he's a player that I work quite highly as like that defensive midfielder. Um, got Sam Austin, another player that's done well for them in recent weeks as well. They are they are very strong in that midfield. Um, in my opinion, that's their strongest position. You know, we know that they like to play football. And I think they'll probably try to do that your place. But the thing is, what, what's going to happen is when Wrexham do naturally force them back, how are they going to play with that? Because they are the away team. Yeah. Um, so you will be expecting Wrexham to have more of the ball, although Notts County do tend to usually usually have uh, more of the football. But no, one of Notts County's stronger points is, of course, um, that midfield, in my opinion, you, you know, the likes of Matty Palmer, um, that you've got Sam Austin, another player there. And there's a, a lot of really strong players in that midfield for them. So, yeah, um, that would probably be their strongest position, position I'd say. Um, and that would be the one position. John Bostock, I forgot, forgot to mention him as well, who we signed from Doncaster. 
Um, you know, I think not from Doncaster. He, he was at Doncaster, but I think he came from. Um, I think he was a free agent, but was yeah. um, see at Lincoln. He was someone like that. I think he were in League One, and he's a quite a good player um, in the defensive midfield role. But they are very strong in midfield, I will say. So Bob, the tip of that midfield for them, their version of Elliot Lee is Ruben Rodriguez, who. Uh, obviously, Notts County fans would probably tell you is, a, is the best player in the league. I know Langstaff's got the goals, but I think as an all-round player and a threat, um, Rodriguez would they would argue, and many neutrals would potentially say is the uh, is the best or one of the best in the uh, in the in the league. How do we deal with him? What do we do? Do you you know in the old-fashioned in the old days you'd man mark him with horrible man and you'd kick him out the game. We don't do that anymore in football for some reason. So. Uh, what do we do? Is it? Uh, it's key that whoever's in those pivotal roles, just in front of the back four, in those holes where he would operate, it, you've got to have the right man, haven't you? Well, the simple solution is if we've got the ball, he hasn't. Yeah. But I suppose at some point they're bound to have it. It's you've got to be near him. It's not. It's not always a case of you've got to lift him six foot in the air as soon as he gets it. If he's not free. Are they going to pass it to him? Um, he's got the ability to take it in tight spaces. Of course he has. But if you're a Notts County man and you've got the ball, Rodriguez is marked, somebody else isn't, he's he's going to get the ball a lot less. So it's about being disciplined. You can't be a million miles away from him when there's a turnover and they've got the ball. And we, the, the O'Connors and the Cannons of this world are intelligent footballers. Yeah. They're not going to drift off. They're always on the ball, uh, on the ball mentally, of course. Yeah. So they, they shouldn't be a million miles away from him. Uh, that's how I would deal with him. I, it's not a case of I want somebody six foot four that's going to lump him in the air. <laughs> I just want a clever footballer that's nearby. And if, yeah. if he's on the ball and his first touch isn't perfect, he's not going to hurt you. He's, he's going to have to give it to someone else because if he's got it and has to give it away... The threat's not the threat's not disappearing. Of course, it's not, but it's reducing. Yeah. Go on, Sam. He's he's um he's playing on Tunnicliffe side, isn't he? So I think I think he'll sort him out. <clears throat> I think. He'll... Well, I mean, uh, traditionally he will wander. That's he is our Elliot Lee, isn't he? He will be here, there, and everywhere. Um, yeah. So I think that that's that that ability to drift is one of his strengths, um, uh, and the danger. Yeah. Um, Whoever's so... going to be sick. O'Connor, O'Connor will have to watch him. But again, like Bob said, he's an intelligent footballer. But you know, the, I just think the first when we played them at their place, you think of the team we had out that day. Yeah, yeah. that team we've just agreed on there, and it's it's quite different, isn't it? You know that that game we played last time, we had McFadden, Cleworth. Um, it was in midfield: Young, Jones, Davis. Like you know, and then it was Mullen Palmer. You know, completely different team now. O'Connell's in there, um, Foster in goal. So it's it's a completely different team, is it? Whereas they're, I think, apart from like say Bostock and maybe Jody Jones, they've they've got the same team, really, haven't they? Just a was it um, was that about our third or fourth game into the season? About four, yeah, it was about maybe a four. bit more. It was in around the Chesterfield time, wasn't it? When they both it was, beat us. yeah. So I'm, I'm, what the thing I would also add to that. Um, just to uh, uh, that, I would say is our pre-season was not great 
and I don't think that helped our start to the season. You know, remember all the disruption about who we're playing, when are we playing, and yeah. we were in where was it? We were, Spain. We had four games. Was it four games? That's all we had. But do you remember that tour was a joke, wasn't it? They didn't yeah. know who we were playing. We were playing silly. And I, I think we had a knock-on effect there that's cost us a little yeah. bit at the start of the season. And we turned up at Chessfield and chased shadows, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we, we weren't up to it at all, were we? I think even in that Notts County game, we didn't yeah. play well. We, you know, we, we, we got in a few times. I remember leaving that game and thinking... Like they were... Palmer had a chance, I think, just before the end of the half, I think, a one-on-one that he didn't he quite convert. Like... Yeah, he was in. He should have squared it to Mullin, but he yeah. didn't. He tried to score, and then Mar- uh, Mullin, uh, Palmer had another chance second half. He was through on goal, and he tried to go around the keeper, um, and he missed. So we definitely had chances in that game, but I think, like you said, Matt, I think that pre-season was definitely sort Not of... Helpful. Yeah, we, weren't, we just weren't up to speed at all, were we? Um, Bob, what, uh, in terms of their, you know, they're going to come and try and play football. I don't. They're not going to do anything different, are they? They're going to stick to the plan, surely. Yeah, they've they've they, they've got to go with the intention of winning the game, haven't they? That's you would expect everybody to do that, of course. But given the league position and the psychological boost it would provide, it, it's their last throw of the dice. They should be playing with no fear and go at it. I've, We'll probably come on to predictions, but I, I do fear it's going to go end to end. Both both defenses have conceded goals against massively inferior teams than both of us. Yeah, uh, we've we've struggled. We haven't always kept out teams nowhere near as good as Notts County, and they've they've conceded goals against teams nowhere as good as us. So maybe they've it's in their interest to turn this into a basketball scoring game. game where the draws taken out of the game a little bit. I can't cope so with think, Grimsby I, I again, Bob. I yeah, can't I cope. Think, yeah, I, I, if I was them, I'd be looking to open it right up. It, except that you might concede one or two goals. I don't think Notts County can go to Wrexham hoping to nick a 1-0 win. I just don't, I can't see a scenario where that's a good, that's, that's not a good game plan for him. This is not going to be Anfield 89 then, as uh, as the Arsenal fans would call it. So, I mean, from that point of view, Luke, being a neutral, I mean, I think there is an element of that that could be could be right. I mean, that that's mouthwatering, isn't it? If, we, if it ends up being a 4-3, a 3-2 or a, something daft. I don't think either side. I think... I think Wrexham will be a bit conservative with the play, but then it, because you know they're they're on the upper hand, if you know if they, I think if they draw this game, I, I still think it's more or less over. It takes some. It be. I still think it's yours to throw away at this point because even if you lose an Ox County, you're still three points clear. Yeah. Uh, so I think you know if you're Wrexham fan, you know you're in a really good opportunity at the moment, really good position. Um, but I look at this game and yeah, it being end to end would be great in, in my opinion, just as a neutral. Um, honestly, because um, I want this type of race to keep going, I do sort of hope something does happen that's a little bit different uh, than just a straightforward Rex and win, which I'm sure it won't be. But yeah, I think it will be end to end, to be fair. Um, I'm not inviting you so on here again. <laughs> Kick him off. Come here, you told us Halifax are going to win and now you're hoping Notts County are going to win. No, I won't predict uh, Notts County to win. Uh, I'll wait for that one. Now. <laughs> um, so, from a, so looking at it from our point of view, Sam, just like there is different ways you could approach this game, isn't there? You could, you could go, 
Well, we need to go and stamp our authority on this. We could end it. Let's go out and go for them. The flip side to that is you could go, well, let's just not lose it, lads. Let's just play the game, play whatever happens, play all, play, play it out in front of us, just don't lose it. If, and if we draw, we draw. If you're Phil Parkinson, Sam, what are you doing? Mm. I mean, I, I think what they'll do is I think they'll they'll sit back and I think they'll try to look, hit County on, on, on the counter-attack, I think. I think they'll let them have the ball because County can only play one way. They're not... They're not like us who, you know, are going to have big set pieces, long throw-ins, you know, lumped look, up to a big man. They just, they play one way, don't they? Yeah. Uh, in some ways, like what Bob was saying is they've got to go and win that game, haven't they? You know, they, there's no there's no need for them to get a draw. So in that sense, it probably does make it a little bit easier for them for the game plan and the tactics. Because Luke Williams has to say, look, lads, we've got to, we've got to go and try and win this game. Whereas Parkinson's in that, like you said, if we get a draw, it's a you know a lot of Wrexham fans would take it, so it's what you do. Um, I think Wrexham will sit back. I think they'll be told to sit back and look because we did that a little bit last season against Stockport. Um, Absorb last game. the pressure, really. Yeah, yeah. Soak up the pressure and then wait for the gaps to appear, and then that's when Mullin was in on goal, set pieces with Palmer. Um, I think that's basically what the tactics will be from Parkers, and I don't think he'll change too much from that. I think in cases like you, you said about Rodriguez and him sort of floating in, I think Cannon and O'Connor and even Lee will be told when you don't have the ball, you just sit in the tree and you bunch that area up, you split that area up, I think, and then Mullen will drop short. And then when we got the ball, we just push up a slightly higher line, Son of Cliff will close in. And I think that's what it'll be because Parkinson will know as well on corners, set pieces that Generally, I mean, saying that they're not going to bother us really. Um, so it would be a case of you know open play, no free kicks around the box. Yeah, uh, pens. Just, I think that'll be the game plan. I think. Um, is this somewhere, Bob, where Phil Parkinson's experience comes in? Whereas a young, I don't want to say arrogant, but a young, inexperienced manager might think to himself, "I could really make a name for myself today." We go out and let's go and play him off the park and stuff. When the reality is through this season, we don't control and dominate the football as much as we could. I think we're capable of controlling the football a lot better. Um, so it's his experience, like whereas, like, like Sam said, or like I've alluded to, he might just go, do you know what, lads, if we draw this, it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. Because you've got to be brave to make that, that sort of statement, haven't you? You know, and to make subs late on where you go, listen, it's one all, there's 10 minutes to go. I'm not throwing a third striker on. We'll have what we hold. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he feels like he's a calming influence. I know sometimes you see on the documentary, you see a bit of screaming and shouting, don't you? But overall, he's a fairly calm manager, it feels. So I don't feel he's someone that's going to start panicking at 1-0 down, 2-1 down. And when your manager's doing that and it starts to sort of trickle through the team, that's when sort of you make a mistake at 2-1 down, you can lose the game. But he feels like he's a manager that will stay calm. And if, if, as Luke might testify, if it needs to go to injury time before we get that equaliser or we get the winner, then that's how long we wait. We don't, we're not panicking with 10 minutes to go, are we? No. And I think that comes from him. I think the other thing, um, and I'll come to you in a second, Luke, to, just to uh, give us an outside, in, uh, an outside opinion of the managers. 
But one of the other things that just came to mind is that the crowd is going to be really important. If we go one down in this game, it's not to get on people's backs. Um, it's to get behind the team. And we have done generally, actually. It's been really interesting. But, you know, to um, to sort of, uh, you know, to, to, to fire them up again. Um, but, uh, Luke, earlier on in the season, your words were... Uh, Phil Parkinson will won't make it through the season. I think you predicted he would. Oh. He would get. He said Rex will go up, but it won't. But Parky won't be in charge. So <laughs> I'm not going to make you swallow those words. But just yeah. give us uh, uh, give us a, a minute or so on both the managers from a from a neutral perspective. Well, I think uh, I need to start with Phil Parkinson just to clear that up. Um, I was totally wrong with that um, last season. Honestly, I, I thought Rex. I thought Rex. I wouldn't seem to perform now because I think Stockport were a year ahead, um, you know, in, of course, them, they, they're like financial backing that they've had. Um, but this season, to be fair, it's very difficult with the money that you've got. And I've come to learn this to, you, you know, you can have all the money in the world. It doesn't basically mean guarantee your success. Chelsea. Done very, <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, Chelsea being one. But um, I think he's done very well to deal with this, to be fair now. I look at the players that... He's got his managing and well. When I've seen the documentary, I've seen a different side to him that he can be quite aggressive. You know, I, I honestly looked at him and I thought, oh, shows that he's not. And I, I never think a manager doesn't care, but I always used to think, oh, don't really show much passion for the club. Uh, I used to feel well. I've seen the documentary now. I've seen him throughout this season because you analyse him more after seeing a documentary like that. Um, and he seems he seems to be you know taking Rexham in this right direction with with the passion that he's got. And I think feels like now where maybe last season, Wrexham fans are really starting to get behind Phil Parkinson. And I mean, the whole fan base seems to be doing so. I think he's tactically so good. Um, I think the way that sets up his team to have this never say die attitude uh, is testament for, for success, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rate him a lot higher now than what, what I initially did. Um, before you go on to Luke, before you go on to Luke, I would just want to say I think the documentary and Sam and Bob tell me if I'm wrong. I think the documentary changed Parkinson, the, yeah. the opinion of him. Uh, exactly yeah. what you've just said, Luke. There was there was still some um and ah in about him. Um, given the fact, you know what it's like. It's like well, you've got all this money, you should be blowing everybody away. You know that sort of general attitude. But that documentary, yeah. once that once we started to see what he was like. I think that's transformed his relationship at Wrexham. Is that, is that unfair or? No, that was 100% right. Definitely, I was like in that boat at the start last season was like, you know, because the time before he hadn't, he hadn't done much with Sunderland and we were thinking, is he a bit past it now? Is he not really, you know, up with football? But that documentary massively, I think, changed a lot for Wrexham fans and saw his way of thinking, his coaching, everything that he was saying, his passion was coming across as well for the club. Um, and then we had that period last season, didn't we, where we started picking up the results. So Wrexham fans have got like right behind him. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, I made a prediction. I mean, if for me, if we get promoted this year, in my lifetime watching Wrexham, I know we've got the money and everything like that and financial, but he would be like, for me, the the best Wrexham manager I've seen because Brian Flynn, you know, yep. past my generation. People say Dennis Smith was great, but because we've been in the National League so long, for me, he'd be like the best Wrexham manager that we've had. Just quickly, Bob, would you would you say that um, that was a fair comment or would you... Yeah, you... He's, he's named me two favourite Wrexham managers, Brian Flynn and Dennis Smith as well. Yeah. Uh, 
but then again, I could list so many that I really not liked, <laughs> especially during this current time. Uh, yeah, he does. I'm sure my friends could probably dig out some messages where I've not been complimentary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Early on in his spell, uh, but certainly, yeah, I've got no uh, complaints, and he he's he's the one you want in here because we always you were talking about when you get. When you lose a manager, who else is going to come in? You, you couldn't even with the money in the profile now. You could bring a big name in, couldn't you? We 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 have that profile now where we not we recruit from Championship almost. You could recruit a Championship manager, but you wouldn't want them, would you? Because yeah. they wouldn't be they wouldn't be invested. I don't think like it feels like the documentary shows that he is. Yep. Okay, Luke, go on. Give us your Luke Williams. Uh... Yeah. Just one final thing on Parkinson. What I would say is just my initial thoughts on his sign. Um, I honestly thought Vectum had just got a big name. Um, that's how I saw it. I just thought, oh, big name, and he's been around. He doesn't know this division at all. Um, and I think at first that was the case last season. I thought it, a lot of it was. Um, I don't think he was inept to this division. When now, obviously, I think he does. I think he manages the players in the dressing room that he has. You've got to remember that there's a, bo- a lot of big characters in that dressing room, and I think he does well with them. Um, but just quickly on Luke Williams, now this is a different side. Um, he seems quite a calm, composed manager. Tell, tells them how it is. Um, I don't know if any of you saw his, his interview against um, Barnet after the game. He said it was over. Yeah. I think that was tactics, to be honest, for me in mind games, in my opinion. Um, he seems very, very intelligent. He's a very, very intelligent manager. Um, he comes across very um, st- statistical basis, I think. Analyzes every single game. You know, he'll be going into this game probably more into this Wrexham game than he is this Wheelstone game, which you'd expect um, analysing each player's, you know, be looking at every single Wrexham player who we think is going to play. Um, yeah, I can't highly rate him enough. I think he's done such a great job considering it's his first season as well at Notts County. And I think the way he plays, um, it's the way he wants to play is what obviously the players that he's got and sure can do. And honestly, yeah, I think he's probably up there, one of the managers of the season, definitely, uh, this season as well, because I think Notts County, although it looks like they have, I don't think they've got nowhere near the same funds as Uwexham or even maybe Chesterfield have, to be honest, because I know I was talking about the other day to a Notts fan and I think a lot of people would be surprised with the amount of money that they have actually spent compared to other clubs. Okay. So, <clears throat> predictions time. Um, mm. I'm going to play it safe. I think I think it's the best team at home in the league versus the best... I think they're still the best team away from home in the league. Um, I think there'll be goals. I'm going to all draw, and I won't be too disappointed. I don't think, unless they score a 96th minute equaliser, I don't think I'll be disappointed with that result. Um, go on, Bob. <clears throat> oh, he's scratching his uh, head, <laughs> looking to yeah, the sky. Maybe I should rate him slightly. I'll go. Uh, I'll go three two, Wrexham. You think we edge it by a goal, basically? Yeah. In a basketball game. Yeah, if it was 3-3, three, three, wouldn't shock me, but I think we'll edge it. Okay. Go on, Sam. So, my head says one all, but my heart says 3-1 Wrexham. I think it could, this game could come down to, <laughs> this game could come down to, again, like it's been mentioned before, the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the options on the bench, I think that's where this game could be won. Um you look at Dots County, I mean, 
not, but I know they're struggling, aren't they, for you know injuries Fred Bear a bit, yeah. Yeah, so who who could they bring on that's going to make a big difference to them? Um, I'm not so sure. Um, obviously, like Austin, maybe potentially if he's not starting. Depends um, who start. That's where it's awkward. You don't know who's starting, do you? Yeah, you don't know who's starting. So I'm just because I know he's been coming off the bench, has been a bit of an impact player for them. But then you look at Wrexham, and we've got you know even like Waters or you know if, if I'm going off my team, Derby's on the bench. Jordan Davis, Luke Young, you know Hayden if he's back uh, playing. James Jones, I think that's where we could potentially win that game, that in the 60th, 70th minute, Parkinson brings on two, three players that just gives it like a fresh team and just goes on for that last bit. So yeah, good point. I think that's potentially where the game could be won. I think it'll come down to some of the last season, really, you know, stop put out the squad, didn't they? They could rotate, bring players in, which we just couldn't do. So, yeah. I'm, um, but like you said, if we had, if we got a draw, um, it, it wouldn't. It's a. It's not a bad result, you know. Like you said, it's another game ticked off. But yeah, I'm gonna go for three one Wrexham. I am gonna stick the other line, but three one. Right, Luke. I'm looking at you with evil daggers. Uh, the the answer to this question and your prediction will di- will dictate whether I allow you to plug your podcast or not. So, uh... okay. uh, <laughs> so I'm going with Sam's head. Uh, I'm going to go one all. Um, some may say it's a bit of a cop out, but. Honestly, uh, it's hard to tell. I can't see Notts County winning it, and that might be famous last words. But yeah. if anyone is going to win it, I think it'll be Wrexham at home. Uh, but then again, any team—if there was any team to beat, you know, Wrexham at home this season—it probably would be Notts County. But no, I'm going to go for a draw. Some may say it's a bit of a cop out, but honestly, I can't split the two sides. I think Notts County will score first, and Wrexham will equalise. That's how. That's how I'm going to go. For it. That's what I'm going to put it. Yeah. Do we okay. know? Go ahead and say again. Can he, Sam? Try again. Do you know who the? Do we know who the ref is for Monday? I haven't seen anything as of yet. Whoever it is, it'll be rubbish. <laughs> yeah. So would, it'd be nice if they used to do like we used to have games against Chester and they used to bring in a, you know, a, a referee from the Premier League or something like that, just yeah, because no. it's such a game. Yeah. No. Um. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Anthony Taylor is going to be showing up anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, um, Mike Dean, Mike Dean, anyone? Yeah, Mike Dean. Yeah. Tranmere Rovers fan. I don't think that'll benefit us at all. Um, all right, Paul Luke. Birkin's been uh, listening. He might come along. Hey, well, yeah, you never know. Uh, especially <laughs> as I've just told us started this by saying his son was, has had a shocker. Yeah. Uh, so um, he's requested. He's requested the game. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we'll wrap it up there because we've been nearly two hours here. I appreciate everybody's time, but just before he goes, I'll give Luke the chance to. Uh, to plug the uh, the National League podcast that he does on YouTube. Go on, Luke, give it uh, give it some beans. Yeah, well, it's available on YouTube. Basically, do a weekly live stream. We preview all the games, do a few bonus episodes, interview a few players, managers, time to time. Um, I recently did like my own like mini documentary on the title race between Wrexham and Notts County. Um, if anyone wants to see that interview, including Matthew, a few Wrexham fans as well. Um, on that and you know what it means to be a Wrexham fan how tense it is at the moment and of course from the Notts County perspective as well Brill, yeah it's definitely uh, I know there's not many games left of the season now but Luke's tried uh, just gone over a thousand subscribers haven't you Luke yeah just reached it now uh, 1068 or something like that so he's now making millions off his YouTube empire (laughs) 
23p at the moment after it's um, just been announced this morning. <laughs> Uh, I love that as a podcast exclusive. Luke, Luke's making twenty three p. So yeah, no, it's definitely you should watch it because it's uh, it's knowledgeable people obviously talking about the national league and then the one offs that he's done. He did one on South End. South End scum. I did a Scumthorpe documentary as Scumthorpe, well. Scumthorpe, yeah. uh, and then obviously a, a title one. And then there's interviews. He's had uh, Mark White, the Dorking manager. You had mm-hmm. um, Somerton. The, is it Adam Somerton? The uh, yeah, BT. Stuart Maynard. I did Alan McLean last season. Uh, yeah. Hoping to get him on again. Um, yeah, he's someone good to talk to. Brilliant. Okay. Well, we'll. Uh, We'll see how this all plays out. We'll come back with the pod next week. Thanks, everybody, for your, for uh, letting me disturb your mornings. You can go about your days now. And uh, let's hope that uh, let's hope we get six points. But um, I'll take three against Halifax and one against, uh, against uh, County, to be honest. Running around the Kairos anymore But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground Shine, you'll hear our cries. Hold our hands up as the Welsh dragon flies. We're loyal supporters on a lifelong journey. We'll live in hope, but we'll die in Kadguli. I've been telling everyone I see. I've been telling. I've been telling everyone to listen to me Someday we will be back in the football league We've had the best home talent like Joey Jones And his best made Mickey T was a druid he loved Cumbri and his namesake Jordan on a scoring spree legends from far feel like Trinidad we've had great players and some who drove us mad we've seen the lows and the highs seeing I've been telling everyone I know I've been telling everyone who listen to me 
Back in the football league.